Welcome back to another episode. I'm doing the intro today. So thank you guys for listening to all the episodes so far. This is number 15. I don't know how we've got here so far. We're doing all right, I think. Um, thanks for all the support people have given us about it. But as always, I'm Joe, joined by my co-host, Joe. Um, how are you doing to today, Joe? That's a great intro, Matt. Was, you, yeah. you really nailed that. I think you can take that one from now on. Uh, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, like you said, a bit surprising that we've made it to 15. Thought we might crash and burn after the first few, but 15 and going strong and progressing from there. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I can't say the same for our co-host today, to be honest, but sorry, <laughs> our guest today. But I have to wait and see how he's feeling. It'll be interesting to find out how he's doing as well. Yeah, so our, our guest today is a, a friend of mine. Uh, we'll dive into a little bit about, about how we met. Um, I guess, first of all, welcome Ash to the show. Ash, how Hi, are you? Hi, mate. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You're not good, though, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not good. No. At the time of recording, you've actually got COVID. Is that right? Yeah, I've got COVID, yeah. And how is she treating you at the moment? <sighs> I would never wish COVID on anyone. It's been okay for me in terms of, like... I don't know. I've not got many of the symptoms. I've sort of feel like I've got a cold, like fatigued a lot of the time. And then uh, I've just got no smell like, at all. Um, but I've still got my taste, which is a bit weird. But like, other than that, it's okay. But it's treated people a bit worse than me. So I'm lucky in that sense. How weird is it not being able to smell things? Um, I think when you can taste, it's definitely weird. Like, I don't know you try and make yourself still like smell nice because it's I don't know what you would normally do when you have your smell but it's a bit weird like you can't smell deodorant or you can't smell like aftershave you can't smell like your hand wash all of it a bit strange but does food and drink taste different because you can't smell it like does that kind of make a difference do you notice um I get what you mean I think some things like taste a bit more than others if that makes sense like I don't know, like I'm drinking a, like a vitamin C drink and you can taste that quite heavily, but you can eat like, we I actually had an orange last night and the orange doesn't taste like an orange, if that makes sense. Mm. It tastes a bit less of an orange, but I don't know, it's a little bit weird. And you say it's affecting other people differently. Do you know a few other people that have got COVID at the moment? Yeah, so my parents have got it and like, well, my dad just lost his like smell taste he was tired he had a bit of a cough like he had sort of quite a lot of symptoms and then um not my dad's girlfriend didn't suffer as heavily but they're in the same house like sleeping next to each other so I find that a bit a bit strange and you know it's all a bit but no one really knows sort of what to do or how to cope with it and you're quite an active guy right do you think your fitness levels has anything to do with how it hasn't you hasn't affected you I mean, maybe like there was like a couple of days where I felt like, oh, I feel like good. So I did like, we've got an exercise bike in this room. So we did like 25 minutes on there. And then like the day after, I just felt wiped out, like no energy to do anything. Like body didn't want to move. And then like the day after that, I was like, yeah, cool, I can go again. So I did a bit more. And then like the day after that, I was just like, this is not for me. Like you just need to ride it out and just get out of your system before you do anything like strenuous on the body at least have you had any of your vaccines yet i've had one yeah i was, I was funny enough i was due the uh, second one like this week but and then you have to wait i can't remember how many days it is like 
don't know, 60 days until you can have it again after or 90 days, something like that. Yeah. And how did you feel after your first one? Um, I was actually all right. I mean, other than the uh, the weird like shoulder pain you get from it, I was having oh, a dead arm. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit strange. Yeah, I'm first on the second next week. Um, yeah, I, I had nothing. It was just a bit of a sore arm, and nothing else. You you please know I've had both now. You both, yeah. I'm You're fully. I'm, I'm fully vaxxed up. They can track me. They can trace me. <laughs> Bill Gates' <laughs> micro microchip. The first one was fine. Just got a bit tired mm. and that, that dead arm like imagine doing a hundred side raises the arm and the second one was fine i i trained which was a bad idea similar right. to how you uh the day before and then okay. the day after as well that's so i had it monday afternoon trained monday morning and then tuesday morning and literally had to go home and sleep for about two hours but where i felt a pain in my shoulder i felt like i moved and something clicked and the pain just completely left my shoulder Really Snap weird. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the microchip's gone. Oh, yeah, mad. But I just thought I was hardcore for, for a minute. But because <laughs> okay, so obviously we, we mentioned a little bit. That I know you uh, already. Obviously, Matt. This is Matt's first time speaking to you. Do you want to give the listeners a, a brief overview on how we know each other, and maybe why, how you got to know me? Um, yeah. So we both studied strength conditioning at Winchester. Um, and in first year, it was all, it was all a bit weird. Well, for me anyway, there's a bit of a different story because I, I basically like walked into this class and was like, oh, I literally don't, I didn't know anyone. I knew Matt Savage through like speaking to him online and then I knew no one else. So I sort of sat in this room. Uh, you were sat with the others that commuted with you. And I was like, oh my God, people know each other already. I was like pretty much just turned 18 as well. So like, really really fresh out of the box going in and then I think it just like we had a few classes you get put into groups and stuff and then you get chatting obviously it's uni so it's a bit more like friendly environment you just get to know each other you're all doing the same thing um and that was really really just had a bit of a I think it was a group practical or something like that just get involved get stuck in and then you just get to know each other and what we're doing and that but yeah that's sort of how I got to know you if, if it's the same then yeah the same, I think- but common interests where we both got into football we both liked football yeah like everyone doing a sport course not everyone liked football I think we're a, a similar type of person enjoyed going to the gym enjoyed playing our sport and we kind of uh, we hit it off from there so to speak so why did you decide to go to uni and specifically why did you decide strength and conditioning I think so at the start of when I did college I studied um like sports and exercise science and did level three um in that time I massively massively injured my knee so I basically uh dislocated it and in that time I was like I don't really know what I want to do like in sports science in that sort of respect so then I had to do a lot of like physio like rehab like sort of performance training stuff like that so it got me more like thinking about oh I could maybe use my experience and like help other people do that and then I was like I don't really want to like don't really know what I want to do after I finished college I was like right let me let me try uni it was not even on the cards in first year of college second year I was like let me try it I'm gonna look at the courses and stuff like that and then like you know strength and conditioning was sort of the one that I wanted to to do and look like the most fun personally and then I decided to to go with that straight after college so 
Okay, and what, what courses were you doing in college before going to uni? Um, well, I just did like a level three, like extended diploma. So it's literally just all the sports, sports science modules that you would see across uni. Like So that's like biomechanics, nutrition, um, sports ph- physiology, anatomy, um, loads of research methods that, that you did the job lot. Huh? Is it a B-Tech? Yeah. Yeah, so you did, you did B-Tech sport. <laughs> that's a very good way to smart up though. even then I was like oh there's nothing wrong with that because Matt's there going oh this seems really in depth I'm thinking no Matt that's that's how we met that's what we did <laughs> that's, the, that's yeah. what we did <laughs> it's like crazy I've basically done it for like <laughs> five years rather than just three at uni but yeah you went, did it for five years well we basically did sports science at uni didn't we just without psychology oh yeah yeah that's true yeah I mean Matt and I well I did three years at college. I did four. Uh, Matt personally got a PB of four years at college. Nice. But that, I don't know if you ever did the level two BTEC sport, but that was probably one of the easiest things I've done in education. I was like, you know, your BTEC sport course was probably quite straightforward. The Imagine the year below that, like the easier version. Oh, right, yeah. And yeah. Matt, how was doing the level one course at Oh, it was just it, it was pulling teeth. It was painful to do. It was just, <laughs> but I just almost felt pointless. You had to do it just to do level two. But you live and you learn, isn't it? Yeah. So that's just really, you know, overhyped. What is a pretty simple sport course? But I still get yeah. Ash, well done. Well done yeah. to stick it <laughs> Thanks, through. Mate. It Thanks, was, mate. It's pretty easy. Did you um do any courses alongside that when you were at college? Um. Not really, in terms of you mean like anything like do my PT there or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, no. In terms of what my knee basically put me out of was like any sort of activity for a long, long, long time. So like when they offered it, I was on crutches. So it's almost, well, I wouldn't say no point, but looking back at it, I probably could have done it. But not being as confident, you don't want to rock up to like learn how to squat and deadlift and stuff with crutches. That's just not quite convenient is it but but no I didn't okay so you've you've just finished uni how did you find yeah. your three years at uni obviously the first uh, year forward but the back end of second and third year was a bit more a bit more complex so talk to us a little yeah. bit about that I think um I think looking into the course I was like you know and I went to the open day and stuff and you look at what's going to go on in like all, all the three years and stuff and you know it looks like really really exciting I'm not saying it wasn't but like Covid just made it not so enjoyable like you it for being a I'll say you know 70% practical course we probably turned into like a 25-30% practical course so it's not like and that's sort of what I signed up for sort of thing so it's like when it's more exam based like more written assignments it's not quite how I you know operate and how work best so it's it's harder to to do it but I think you know what you learn and like people you meet and like skills you develop I think you know uni is a good place to do if you even if you don't know what you're going to do like I didn't know what I wanted to do like came out with something I want to do so it's like I've gone there with a goal it's a bit more expensive way of doing it but you know you gain that you know skills and what you want to do after that and sort of you know you go from there but but yeah, I think it was okay. I think just COVID makes made, made everything a bit worse or where, but yeah, is what it is. 
So from what you're doing uni, doing the country competition, and what are you doing now that's related to that? Or have you stepped so, in? Yeah. Um, I'm still working towards that, like, you know, strength conditioning goal, like being an S&C coach. I think it's put a bit of a hold to that because, like, I basically came into uni being, like, 18, like, fresh out of college and that. Didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then there was people there. Well, I was one of the youngest in that sort of, year class so it was like people have already like PT qualified blah 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 so I've sort of had to go like back a step almost so I'm essentially currently just whizzing through a, a PT course really you know not relatively quick but you know it's back to college level stuff so you can you know go through it at your own sort of pace but going after uni is pretty straightforward and that so that's what I'm doing at the moment and then sort of alongside that I'm currently PTing a few clients that play a sport so it's not just like the everyday client that you know they they do some sort of sport and I'm trying to use my like uh, my unique experience and what we learned through that just to help them through sport and stuff um but you know some of them have been the same in sport but you know it's good experience at the end of the day you said about PC people at the moment that did sport or do sport compared to just a normal day-to-day person do you have a preference that you kind of like having more of a certain sport focused or you, you, um, that's just what you're doing now? I think I don't really have a preference of sport. I think from what I'm coaching at the moment, it's very easy to stay on the sports that I sort of know and easy to coach. So at the moment I'm competing someone who does two people who are like really into their boxing and stuff like that. And they, you know, they go to a few classes and I think, looking a bit more into the sport and a bit more research about like how you train them and stuff it's not it's not easy but it's a lot of fun like you can have a lot of fun with you know the conditioning side and stuff like that so I find that quite a good sport to coach and obviously I've got a background in football so any sort of person who plays football is just a lot easier for me to coach them you know just how it is yeah and what do you think the progression is from you doing your stuff now to obviously moving forward I think, well, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna you know develop myself into being a PT that coaches in like everyday um, like clientele. But I think I still want to have that little focus on people that just play sport. And then I'm basically gonna you know use a few years of being a PT to see how it is, how I'm enjoying it. And then you know if I'm really going okay, I really enjoy you know training the everyday client then I'll sort of stay on that route but if not then I'll I'll go towards the sport industry and you know SNC sort of the way forward um I've got a few like contacts and links and stuff um in terms of like physios at certain clubs so you, there's definitely a ways that you can get in just through like work experience and stuff like that but um yeah it'd be good to just to see I'm basically just sort of seeing which route I want to go down and then sort of put 100% in but that makes sense I think Matt would agree with me and that especially when starting out as a PT you don't want to limit your options from the start you might want to have a specific like niche that you you work in but ultimately you train anyone that wants to do that you don't want to shoehorn yourself into I just do sports performance because you'll probably find that there's not many general population clients that want to do sports performance there might be a few but starting out you want to take on as many clients as possible. I don't know if you would disagree with that, yeah. Matt. Or... I think you'd learn so much from different people, whether it's different goals, targets, whether it's 
can be they want to work towards a sport or a lift or a weight loss all of it kind of comes to the same thing also you train differently but the approach will still be in the same format so you can learn from different stuff from different people i think what's what's useful as well is you will definitely experience this as you go on ash that the skills you learned from uni the coaching side of it actually transfers really well to personal training and you have that ability to talk to clients and you have the ability to get your point across effectively uh, obviously i know matt's a fairly good pt and i know some other good pts but i've also seen some other pts that can't do those basic things and things that you would consider to be the basics as in good communication good practice is just not seen in the industry so if you can kind of take those skills that you have learned through uni and apply them to your PTing, then that will probably go far in that. In saying that, what apart from the ones I've listed, are there any other skills that you would have picked up from uni that you think will help you in later life? In terms of being a PT or just like in general? I'm going to open up to in general. <clears throat> I think the, the main one I would have picked up is just, is just confidence. Like I think going into well especially me going into uni like you know straight out of college and then not knowing anyone it's like kind of hard to because it's it's a bit more humbling going into a class where there's people that are one older than you more experienced than you and probably like better at you in terms of you know like you know lifting probably a bit more like knowledgeable than me and so it's like being confident is like something you have to sort of learn to to be and it's and then you can transfer that to you know like being well spoken just being like a nice person you obviously you can have um I don't know like disagreements that you need but that's like part of debating and stuff like that so I feel like you know confidence is one you know just you know being nice being a bit approachable as well I think you know, you're going to want to speak to people but if you don't look approachable then people aren't going to you know speak to you as much but I think they're sort of the ones that I'd go with like just approachable confidence and just being nice I think I think as well in our class it was a difficult class as as you know but no across the three years people kind of got on but not too much and I think it's weird because obviously you went to uni like properly went to uni so you probably made friends when you were living with them and you probably made closer friends through that and the people that your classmates you kind of get on with, but you only see them at class. Yeah, it, that was it's a bit of a I don't know a weird one to swallow because obviously you go to uni like you live in or I lived in halls, so it was like oh everyone's gonna live in halls, and then I went to class and like pretty much seventy percent of the class commuted. So I was like, well, this is a bit yeah. of a weird one because it's like you want to make like I don't know the friendships and stuff, but then people just don't stay on campus or you know whatever like that. So it's a bit bit harder to do but it is what it is you've got to get on with it i think over the three years as well every i think we got on a little bit more but after we had that lockdown no one really spoke to each other anymore yeah you're right after that i guess in the first year as well we had some big characters in there and and you said like you had a guy called harrison who was he was massive yeah he was a big guy he like matt he was huge like he was massive Uh, and he was quite loud but quite confident in what he was saying Um, (laughs) And another guy I'm thinking of called Nick, who was very knowledgeable. Yeah. I know for me, I learned a lot from him. Uh, I don't like me, but I learned a lot from him. Yeah. In in that. And he was very good in the business sense. So Ash, to Ash's point is, it was probably a bit of a shock going in and having those big names in there. 
I think the most shocking thing was just like the age difference. Like, obviously, we spoke about Nick just then. Nick was like what twenty six when we were when well I was there, and I would literally like, and I'd you know just turned eighteen. I probably I think I'd you know, I don't know whatever, but I just seemed quite young and just like had no life experience compared to you know sort of everyone else. But you know, you got to learn from that and take from that what you want. But I think it helped. It's almost as if going to uni is kind of not not matured you, but you grew up because of going to uni. Yeah, I think so. How did you find university kind of during lockdown, during COVID and all that? Did you kind of did it take away part of the kind of the nights out and stuff? What, what oh yeah the halls or I think well I I took a decision to like move back home because the people I live with just didn't live in the house. So I thought there's no actual point in me you know staying in Winchester but yeah you miss out on like social life like it's very easy to like not pay attention in your classes sort of as Joe would know as well but mm. I think it's harder just to like study do assignments so I think in terms of you know even like resource wise it's harder to you know like get a book out or whatever like that so it's, it takes away that you know things that people would normally do and social life's a massive hit um yeah it's quite hard I think I think people probably thought it was going to be easy on us because you've got we had all this free time to do work and I think a lot of us realised you can have all the free time in the world but you're not going to do your uni work oh yeah massively I thought even like I was getting up at like 5am to do work because otherwise I know I wouldn't do it in the day looking back I shouldn't have got up at 5am to do it <laughs> no I should have said <laughs> yeah I should have stepped but I think Ash would agree there was another you didn't want to sit in your house doing work that you had no idea what you're doing because Matt, I'll tell you now online lectures was hard to do because no one knew what was going on you didn't know really what to show your face so people so, probably didn't do them anyway. we just sat there doing nothing it's like I was hard enough to pay attention in some lectures imagine sitting at home where you've got 101 distractions everyone else that you know is at home doing the same thing yeah or they're doing yeah. nothing the last thing you want to do is sit and listen to a lecturer who also has no idea what they're doing. So yeah, that was a that was a big shock. Yeah, yeah it was. But it was it was a learning experience. You learn from everything. All fun and games. Bad. So I guess we, we touched on a little bit what you want to do after you finished your PT course. What is the, the long-term plan for Ash? So where do you see yourself in the next five, 10, 30 years? I think folks on the five and ten, <laughs> number about the thirty. Yeah, thirty years. Thirty in there. I think if we'll, I'll go from like five years, and then I'll you know, I'll jump to ten years. But so the next five year plan, I want to at least in that time, I sort of establish myself as a you know as a business. If that makes sense, um, you know, done a few years of PT everyday clients you know people that do sport and then hopefully in that time would have figured out what sort of kind of route I want to go down whether that's just like pure SNC whether I just want to do like coaching of a sport or I want to do you know just carry on with PT and everyday clients I think you know a massive thing for me is I'm on the like opposite end of other people like you know they've done a bit of PT then went to uni whereas I've got that you know I've done uni but I can almost sort of learn from what others have done started out and like use that to sort of like my ability to 
you know, what can I do? What can I create? Like, what can I, you know, programming is a bit different for SC than normal PT, but you can sort of use it in a way to, you know, just to help benefit people really. And in the next five years, sort of hoping that I know sort of what sort of route I want to go down and hopefully like establish myself in that. And then I think 10 year plan is just sort of to enjoy it. I think like you want to enjoy what you do. And I think if you don't, then you'll, it's not going to feel like you want to do it for 10 years. So I hope in that time that I would have, you know, at least enjoying what I'm doing and, you know, hopefully just carry on that way. But And 30 years? Uh, hopefully you're retired, mate. Don't want to do it for any longer. I'm joking. Um, How old are you now? Just carry 20, on, mate. 21? I'm 21, yeah. So you retire by your 40, 51? Yeah, 51. It's a good, good age to retire, I think. You, you will ever retire? Nah, I live in the Maldives or something like that. Matt, do you think you'll ever retire? Well, yeah. You, you think there'll just be a point where you stop working? It's, it's weird to think about, isn't it? Because when you wake up and you can think, I've got this to do today, that to do, you don't really kind of think about just having nothing. I think lockdown almost felt like a retirement of some people. You were like, yeah, well, this is, you know, fun. <laughs> but no, I probably uh, the more I think, but... I think our generation, again, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but our generation... Maybe later retirement. Is because we we we've always done some form of work. Mm. We've always done so. I think as long as I'm alive, I'm going to be doing something. Yeah. Imagine doing nothing. We've not we've not worked our lives to then stop working. Like especially you and I, Matt, our work is kind of our lifestyle. Would you yeah. stop working in gyms? Would you not just do like a gym instructor shifts a couple of nights a week because you enjoy it? Or Ash just wants to live in the Maldives, but would you? You'll sit you'll sit on the beach for one week and go. This is shit now, isn't it? Like, what yeah, it's to life, isn't it? Like it's what you work towards. You work towards, you know, being financially set. So why not? Then what are you going to do with that with that time? Hey, play bowls. <laughs> I'd be a great bowls player. 30 years time, you'll be playing bowls. Yeah. I mean, I personally don't think I'll retire. I'll always be doing no, something. I, I think as long as you've got a goal, whether it's just something you enjoy or it's to help someone else. I, yeah. Okay. Just your thinking, man. Kind of yeah. philosophical. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you a, a question, Ash. I like to ask people this question. Uh, what do you think? Well, what bit of advice do you think Ash five years in the future would give to you now? Oh, um, I think. Well, if I'm looking at me now, like what could I do? Maybe I don't know. Just like work a bit harder, maybe. I think coming out of UD, it's very easy just to sit in a, a little slum. But I'm hoping in 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 five years' time, I'd have told myself that, you know, I worked harder, but you could do a bit more. And just hopefully just, like, stay humble sort of thing. You're saying with that. Ash, five years in the future. So 26-year-old Ash. Yeah. Back at 21-year-old Ash and go, you need to work harder. Yeah, that massively. You get a bubble, some more views, <laughs> <Yes>. keep working. <laughs> yeah. Turn off playing. Yeah, you ain't getting there. And... <laughs> Saying that though, then what would you have said to yourself five years ago if you could send a message going forwards? Advice that you would have been useful to know now. Oh, um, so you're saying that if I was what, like fifteen, what would I tell myself? What would twenty-one years? What would you tell yourself five years in the past? Oh, um, I don't know. I think. <laughs> Well, I think dreams got massively crushed when I injured my knees. I think just like keep head up, you know, you know, 
keep your friends with you you know just make sure you're like mentally okay before you start looking for anything else like that because you know my you know my life massively changed sort of with that happening so I think you know don't get yourself too down about it like things look up so I think I just tell myself just to keep looking forward well well, we've been going for about half an hour give or take Uh, Matt any closing remarks nice and chilled nice to know kind of story and find out what he's got kind of going forward as well and look, look forward to kind of hopefully seeing yeah, well, he's a great guy as you go oh yeah he is thanks mate <laughs> <laughs> kind of well, hopefully you feel better as well that's the main thing um, yeah but no it's been good what about you Joe no no words of wisdom today no words of wisdom today uh, sleep more than five hours a night that's why I mean my word that's a good one yeah yeah okay. catch up and sleep well Ash thank you for giving up your time uh, to come on the show um, if we like you enough we'll invite you back for a part two no oh, thanks mate it's been, maybe, it's been good thanks for having me on maybe if we have another lockdown you'll invite us on lockdown live oh mate it's a good one that's a, a one and done I think or well, a couple just, and done I mean just quickly Ash did a I, I, you tell them about your podcast Ash go on I basically decided to make a podcast that was put on SoundCloud called Lockdown Live and it was basically I just went for a bit of like news what was happening and just like I don't know sort of take the piss with it a little bit um but you know it happens it's one of those things that I was like yeah I really want to do this and then like you know I did a couple and I was like yeah, sort of maybe not quite for me but yeah when you learn the, the revival yeah, two point yeah. Nice. Let's hope that podcast just dies. Yeah, <laughs> in a nice way. Yeah. No more luck. Yeah. No. Thank you very much for giving us your time and those listening. Thank you for making it this far, and we will see you in the next one. Goodbye. Thank you.